podcaster. I hardly know her. <laughs> uh, hey guys, my name is Megan Bryant, and this is the I Hardly Know Her podcast. I'm an entrepreneur, a single mom of four young kids. I'm a comedian, an improv trainer, and an award-winning author. As I've been going through life, I've learned how much I love to share my stories, listen to others share their stories, and find connections of cool people doing cool things all around me every day. This is a podcast where I'm going to be all over the board. Personal growth, professional strategies, and my perspective and experiences on a lot of different topics. So join me, Megan Bryant, and let's keep in mind that we don't have to be a big deal to do big things. Well, hey, I'm finishing uploading this super quick in a parking garage with the lid off of the Jeep, which is probably super rude of me to do. Uh, It is a beautiful sunny day where I'm at and I'm feeling super stoked about life. This episode is um, kind of my efforts in weeding through all the different projects that I have going on to just try to stay as hyper-focused as possible on the things that are leading in the right direction for being a comedian and an improv trainer, my top favorite, favorite things, um, and some of the steps that I've taken in that process of eliminating tasks that I just can't jump, jump on right now. Uh, Also, I threw in some nuggets while I was sitting um, thinking at another stop earlier today between meetings that um, sometimes we have to remember to let go of the things we can't control. Um, And so there was some strategy that went into that. Uh, I have a hard time staying in a positive mind space sometimes if I'm waiting on things or feeling the negative effects of something that is totally out of my control. Uh, And so letting those things go and waiting until they maybe circle back if it ever becomes uh, something that I can handle, then awesome. If not, then good thing I didn't waste as much time on it, right? And just a quick thank you to all of you guys who are out there listening. I really appreciate it. There is so much out there to choose from. uh, And finding your flavor of podcasts and stuff is no small feat. Um, So for those of you who are voluntarily taking your time, your very valuable time, and choosing to spend it with me, I appreciate that so much. And I very much respect and honor your time. And so thank you for tuning in. I hope that you enjoy. All right, so this uh, is being recorded um, in my bathroom right now. We're live from Studio Bathroom Bryant. Uh, I just got to get a few things done. I'm getting ready today real quick to do some filming of some videos for a project that I'm working on. And I just have a lot racing through my mind as I typically do while I'm getting ready. So there probably will be a lot of ambient noises of hair product bottles and makeup clanking and whatever else. And so if that is going to irritate the crap out of you, um, then feel free to move along to someone else's podcast that is recorded with a more, whatever, sophisticated setup. Otherwise, listen on um, because I'm actually really excited about where my headspace is at today. Um, I am really super laser focused on several things and, um, it's, it's been a long road to get to this point and I will admit I'm always a work in progress as far as fine tuning exactly which tasks, which jobs I can book, which, um, you know, which projects, everything is like categorized into projects and stuff with my, what I do. And then I find that I lose ground if I don't stay super, super focused. And, and it has been kind of a scramble the past few years. Um, well, really ever since I started doing this, because I started doing comedy and, and freelance writing and different things like that as a side hustle and a hobby while I had other day jobs, while I had 
sufficient income sources from other jobs and and I don't have that now. And so I'm really in this point of needing to make things work like yesterday um, to be able to really thrive now. And I've thought a lot about what I have done, what experiences I've had in my, in my work career um, to bring me up to this point and how to really recognize the things that I should not be spending my time on. And I've alluded to this a little bit in past episodes, but I want to be a little more specific today on why it's so important to be true to myself, to be true to my end goal, and hopefully there might be some nuggets for you um, if it's something that you are are also in the space where it's just like you want to do certain things, but you're not sure what it's supposed to look like or how to get there. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at. I want to start first by talking about um, a time in November, just this last November, I was interviewed on a um, uh, like a Facebook live show of one of my friends, one of my mentors. Um, one of she's actually just listed in Inc. Magazine as top ten live streamers to watch. It is Jenny Q. If you do not follow Jenny Q, you really must. She is a delight. She is incredibly um, influential in the way that she leads the charge in doing live streaming, and she has helped so many people, so many businesses really level up their game on how to engage um, with live streaming, and she's awesome. So follow Jenny Q if you have not. Um, I'll make sure and put that in the description of today's uh, podcast, but I was being interviewed that day and putting in some of my improv tips that are applicable. I don't remember exactly what the scope was because Improv can apply to everything, if you ask me, and um, and there was some specific focus, of course, that day on how to do something with improv tools, right? Well, there was a lawyer that was listening in and um, or watching or whatever, and and asked me when I'm going to put it on digital. When am I going to have a digital course that people can do my improv trainings? digitally and I will tell you this I have resisted it for years I have had I don't know probably 15 to 20 people tell me over the past three years get this digital put this on a funnel make this something that you can do have it, having it make you money while you sleep blah 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 I hear all those words and I'm like meh, meh, meh. I don't it just I couldn't picture it because to me improv really is something that is experiential and doing it face to face is there's nothing like it there's just nothing like it that being said, there is benefit of having those tools available. And so that's what I am finally, um, one of the things I've really been focusing in on. But that day in November, it, it finally clicked because this lawyer fella, um, who's also a great source resource, he is, uh, I think, an award-winning author. Um, I'd have to double check. His name is Mitch Jackson. So um, anyway, I'm just going to name drop a whole bunch of people while I'm in the bathroom putting my makeup on because that's kind of where my head is going. Um, but I finally, in that moment, I could see it. So for me, I can't really do a project successfully or even know where to begin unless I can see what the end product could look like. And for whatever reason, that day, for him to say, hey, people taking improv um, is highly encouraged in the legal world. Um, lawyers and stuff should be taking that because it is just more of a confidence boosting type of a thing. 
um, while they're doing their job. However, many lawyers, apparently, according to him, do not want to take a bunch of time out of their schedule to go sign up for an improv class, which is fair. Like, a lot of us want to gain knowledge of skills, but we just don't want to or don't have the capacity and the bandwidth to actually be able to go and do those things, right? So it finally clicked, and I was like, oh my gosh, I could see it. I could see what the course needed to look like. Um, and I could see how it would be beneficial to lawyers, but of course to the general public. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do like a five-day tip, um, dripping the tips of how to just begin accessing the basic skills of improv, how to yes and, what is that versus yeah but, how to appropriately use questions, um, how to participate fully, and suspending judgment. So those are the main ones, right? And so that day on the live stream, I committed to having a deliverable in 90 days, and I set a deadline, and usually I am amazing with deadlines, and I do not miss them because even if Nobody else knows about it. I know about it. And I get so down on myself if I miss a deadline. And so I put that one down on paper. I was like, okay, yeah, I have a deadline now. And I can put that out there by January 2019. That was my goal. And then what happened? I lost focus for a second because I am good at a lot of different things. I think many of us recognize that we can do a lot of different things. We have the skill set to accomplish a lot of different types of things. Are they always in line with our passion and the things that we really are meant to do? Probably not. Like my work history, all the different experiences that I've had that have led me to knowing what I do and do not like to do, those things started way back. My first job was at Dairy Queen. Well, actually even before that, I would help my stepfather on construction sites. Um, He's a contractor. I would help him on construction sites when I was young. And, and that was some heavy-duty work and uh, breaking down sheetrock and building building things and seeing how to lay tile and all that. But I've worked at Dairy Queen. I've done cake decorating for TCBY. I've worked in retail. I've worked in banking. I've worked, um, gosh, what are all the different types of things? Well, so then, in, oh, and I've done grant management. And then, of course, getting into the comedy world, it's very difficult to just make money as a comedian, just as a straight-up stand-up comedian. And knowing that I had some other abilities, I would do other things, freelance writing. Um, I've done a lot of different things as far as um, community activities and events. And and then I've started to really realize in the last year, um, and I mentioned this on my worth, my worthless podcast uh, episode, that when you're doing too many different things, it confuses people of what your best things are. Because I teach improv Primarily my favorite, favorite thing that I think is where I can add the most value to people's lives and have potentially the most reliable stream of income is doing team building events in corporate, um, corporate environments, either speaking engagements or, or doing those interactive team building events with improv. And yet I was still saying yes to these other types of um, engagements where I'm just being goofy, wacky Megan, which I love to be kooky Megan. That's my thing. That's my handle. I am kooky Megan. And I think it's just become um, a detriment to where people cannot picture me in a corporate environment where really, in fact, I have a lot of experience of not only working in corporate America, 
but in watching the transformations that I've already seen happen from people who have hired me. I can understand the confusion, though, of somebody seeing me. For example, I did a really fun gig yesterday. It was actually genuinely super fun, and I love supporting community events. Here in my town in Boise, Idaho, we have an ice cream festival going on. And I, as someone who has run a festival in the past, I know how important it is to get a lot of helping hands in, involved to make it a success. And so I agreed to do um, trolley tours that are family-friendly, and they're all, everyone got to eat some ice cream on this trolley. And then we toured around um, some different stretches of Boise. And I talked about some fun facts about Boise, um, made some jokes, um, especially on the tours where there was a lot of kids. We did some fun little improv activities and, um, and really an interactive, engaging experience. And it was fun. I had fun. It was actually a paid gig. It was... Um, you know, it was something that I knew I could do well, and so I did it. And then I still left the event going, huh, this is, okay, I really owned kind of my kookiness and was wearing a tutu and just being really fun and playful and engaging for the families. And then I, but then it's like that reinforcement of like, if any of those people on that bus with their family also were a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, could they picture me coming into their space and teaching their people these incredibly useful, transformative skills with improv? Probably not. And so it's really come to this point where I've been saying no to gigs that are outside of the scope. And I'll tell you what, it's really scary to say no to gigs when this is my business, is me being out there um, doing performance um, and speaking gigs and all those things. And, and wanting to still be out and about as much as possible and then recognizing, okay, maybe this is the time to really stay true to myself and to make the shifts of only saying yes to the things that are exactly the right scope. So only saying yes to comedy shows, for example, that are actually in a space that is set for comedy. I have done so many gigs because I know how to kind of just roll with the punches, but I've done so many comedy gigs that are not in the space that is set well for comedy. The lighting is terrible, there's not a stage, sometimes there's not even a microphone, and, um, and it just becomes a really different kind of experience. And yet, when I'm on stage in a club, or on an actual, you know, like a conference stage, where it is set up for success, then I get to really step into that element and it shines even brighter because that's the right setting for it. And, um, and like with uh, my improv workshops, I've had, now those really can plug in anywhere. I've done family events, family reunions, um, like different types of things that are actually in people's backyards, um, in people's living rooms. Um, those absolutely can work anywhere. But then, of course, there's the factor of, oh, sorry, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to put on my mascara and I'm realizing that I'm sort of bending and shifting weirdly here. Um, there's differences in the budgeting and, and different things like that. And so I want to just make sure that nothing comes into my field anymore that is not where my laser focus is. As much as I love the ability to do more than one type of thing like I absolutely could step into a lot of different types of jobs but is that what it's going to make me happy do you guys think about what job you're in right now like 
what is it doing to serve your passion? Is it something that is just a job because you have to have a job? And if that's the case, that's not necessarily wrong. I just hope that you are also allowing something to fuel your passion, either in a um, an organization that you can volunteer with or some sort of a hobby you have outside of your work, and that that is respected by your work people. Um, I just know that for me, what I have really experienced, and it's been a long, long, long road to immediately recognize when something is good for me in the workspace, is that if I shift the if I shift my focus off of what I should be doing and just think, you know, like I get the squirrel thing, oh, maybe I'll do this and that could be, that could be um, what magic bullet is. Or no, okay, maybe I'll try this. And then I just find myself so fragmented. I literally, a couple weeks ago, I took a bunch of three by five cards. I wrote everything down that is a possibility of what I can do. And I made three categories at the top. Comedian, improv trainer, award-winning author. Those three categories. Then I took all of those cards, which included big picture things like someday doing improv retreats um, where people get to come and sign up and spend a weekend with me and with other facilitators and just these really big ambitious goals that I would love to do in three to five years um, as some other stuff, some other groundwork is there. Other things like uh, a children's book about improv that I'm wanting to work on. Um, Different uh, projects as far as uh, tying in my desire to amplify the adoption agency I serve on the board for. There's a lot of crossover in what I do with my improv training that is helping, as I'm recognizing, helping with people process through um, some kind of deep-rooted traumas and stepping into more self-confidence. And so in that in that vein, I also have an application in to um, take some intensive trauma training that I'm really hoping I get accepted into that program if it is meant to be uh, because the all the stuff, um, it's just these different things that can all come together, right? Okay, so other cards had um, merchandise that maybe I sell more of my Yes Sandwich t-shirts and stickers and, and someday there's uh, paintings or, or pictures of cool things with Yes And or um, Yes And journals or, you know, all these different things. So I literally listed out all these things. I had 40 some odd cards of things that when I brainstorm about all the things that my work could do and then I categorize them of like where's the crossover that can serve the things I'm passionate about and bring in income I mean like commercial work for example that's one that that falls under comedian I get to be a comedian and an actor and do um, work as a spokeswoman check yes that goes in this category right and that is something that can be an ongoing income um, revenue or a revenue source and um podcasting and all the things right so i i, I clustered them and cross like <laughs> cross referenced each of them to see which ones are the biggest impact which ones do i have the ability to do now which ones have to wait a year to 18 months which ones maybe have to wait three to five years And then I really started charting them out. And then anything that was not within a scope, that was just something that was fun to do, like my old freelance writing projects, which I loved doing. I've written dozens of articles for other other magazines. I've actually been published in other people's books. Um, And I love that. I love those experiences. And I want to do that again. Not right now. 
And that's just not something that is going to fit right now. So taking all of those things and just laser, laser focusing um, is really important. And what I found is that it did two things for me. It made me feel very accomplished and excited that I've learned a lot of different skills that I'm capable of doing and where that passion lies with serving people, finding ways to connect my talents to things that help other people, um, and ways to support my family. And it has also really helped me put into perspective the things that matter now and the seasons that continue to change in my life. Um, so it was really fun. It's fun to step back and look at all of the things. Um, I tend to feel a little bit scattered sometimes because a lot of my gigs are very different and I don't want to do that anymore. There's been weeks where I've had, um, just like a few weeks ago, I had two galas, like two in, two improv things. I had a speaking gig. I filmed some commercials. Um, it was a busy week, which was fantastic and really just a blessing to have had all those things. And I was super exhausted because I was shifting gears so drastically um, that it was not my best game in any of those spaces. Well, except for improv. Man, I can do that in my sleep and it's magical. Um, what I learned, though, was that that was a perfect example of, like, if I could just dial it in and stay in my strengths, that's going to be the best bet. So staying laser focused. And the, uh, the beautiful thing was that there's a couple of times that I've said no to some things recently. And I framed it up of what I would be interested in in order to collaborate with them again. And those were met with respect and with um, appreciation for being open and honest. And, and it felt really great. So I know it's hard um, to do that. <sighs> Some days I really actually kind of miss the the convenience of having a job that I just show up and I know how to do it and then I know I'm going to have a steady paycheck. And and that seems like, ooh, that would sure be nice um, right now. However, I just know that that would not be um, where I would be happy, where I would thrive. And, and I certainly couldn't serve other people um, as well if I'm not really, really in my element. And so that's my message for today. Um, again, <laughs> I think it's so funny. Really, podcasts, at least for me, this is just this is how I process. And so it kind of reinforces that, yeah, I'm on the right track. Like, this is something that matters. And so I keep putting it out there now that this um, online course, it's getting closer. And it, this first little round is just going to be a fun free sampling of um, how to shift into the improv mindset because it is so vital and powerful in my life and I just can't wait to get it to more people and I am really frustrated with myself for letting something else swoop in because I, I, I nailed another project as far as actually getting it done uh, a coaching product which I still very much want to do um, down the road in a greater capacity but I shifted gears when I shouldn't have. I had this, I had my people, these people telling me what they wanted and I didn't listen. I was like, okay, I'm gonna listen to one other voice telling me that I could do this other thing and I believe I can do that. I believe the season is not correct for 
that other product, but I, I filmed it, I launched it, I got that product out there, um, had a few clients with it, and it was a great learning experience. And now I'm shifting back and putting it on to this other project and and just keeping my blinders on and trudging forward that as things come into my space and requests happen, I must be true to myself and stay laser focused on the things that are most important to me. Before loading up this episode, I had another thought kind of on this topic because sometimes when I'm trying to decide exactly what I should work on, um, like where do I put my focus? Do I submit for calls for speakers to try to get into workshops at breakouts? Do I focus on just picking new dates and trying to fill seats for my improv classes? Do I hunker down and do five hours of writing on a book? And in fact, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm writing on things that might be years out, two, two or three books later. I feel like that's going to be uh, on the trajectory for quite a while. And, um, and it gets a little overwhelming sometimes when there's so many different things, especially um, when life just has a lot of hustle and bustle. And I'm not sure which things can be the most effective the most quickly. And so one of the things um, that helped me in sorting through the things I could work on now or things that maybe um, would need to be earmarked for one, three, or five years later and couldn't stay in my laser focus mode right now were what were the things that I could actively control? What are the things that on my own without a ton of help from other people, which I definitely need to be successful in anything, um, but what are the things that I can control? That I can sit down at my desk in the dark of night and and uh, create graphics for a new um, event or um, just things that have tasks that I can independently tackle and make real progress on um, for a quick turnaround. Picking, for example, for the summertime, doing youth improv camps, which people have asked me to do. Um, and I thought, oh, well, yeah, sure, that's something that I can actionably take right away and work with the venue that's helping me out with the, with the space, pick the dates, pick the uh, um, times, and then get to work, make a graphic, make it live on my ticketing site, and just start pumping it out there to the people that already requested it. So um, it takes a lot of pressure off when I let go, at least temporarily, of the things that I cannot control. Um, And it really helps me to go, okay, now I can really feel some of that momentum um, when I actually can manually take on some of those tasks myself and see some of that forward movement when, uh, when sometimes I feel like I just get stuck, uh, or I have to wait on somebody else in order to accomplish a certain thing. I do the part that I can control. I focus on that and I do my very best in that space and just keep moving forward towards that ultimate goal of the vision of where I hope to be down the road and keep myself open to the potential of new ideas and new things coming into my scope that I can control. Thanks for listening to the I Hardly Know Her podcast. Follow all my shenanigans at meetmeganbryant.com. And remember, we don't have to be a big deal to do big things. <laughs>